Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rumors, Money, and Movies. I'm your host, James Bastone. Apologies for the delay in getting this episode out. There was some confusion I had with a potential guest over coming on for a show, which delayed plans for a potential episode that I was planning on having. There was also plans for another episode that I was going to have based off an extra credit assignment for my school. However, that also had to be canceled because I wasn't able to secure a guest for that. So I was really up in the air about what I was going to do, what my show would be. I then was going to do one of those top five movies for Thanksgiving. But then one thing led to another. I wasn't able to do that. So I had to think of, be a little creative of what I was going to do. I have an episode now. It's going to be on the shorter side, but I think worth everybody's time. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at armm underscore 901. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd, J-A-B-N-Y-R-I-C. I've been working on that recently. Also, if you're listening, wherever you may be listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. If you can like the podcast, follow the podcast, subscribe, rate it, whatever your platform allows you to do. All of that helps increase engagement for the show. It really helps with the algorithm, getting the show on search. If you can do that, do it. If you don't want to do it, I don't know what to tell you. But that's the only thing I ask you guys to do if you can do it. And I'm going to start pushing that more. Going forward for the rest of the year, I'm definitely going to do the Avatar podcast. Going to review the original Avatar, talk about the new Avatar. I'm going to plan on seeing that. I'm going to try to at least do two more. Avatar and then this interview with this person. But we'll see if that woman wants to come on. I don't know. And then going into the new year, we're going to do some stuff with Bruce, have an interview with him. I'm pl- I don't know if I'm going to do a three-year anniversary show. I'm going to ask, start asking people if that's something they're interested in doing again. It was fun. I don't know, though, to do it again since we did the two-year anniversary show last year. I think maybe we'll do it. Why not, right? Say lovey. And then the Oscars are coming up. They pushed up this year. They're not going to be as late as they were. So that's going to be more of a focus early on in the year. And we're just going to roll with it and see what happens. And I'm going to try to think of some more interesting guests to bring on, interview people, reach out to people that I know. So definitely some stuff in the pipeline that I'm considering. So 2023, we're going to be back. This is what I'm saying. So the podcast is not ending anytime soon. And I want to be worried about that if you were wondering. So now this show, I do want to catch up on a little bit of film news that I neglected. I also went to the movies this weekend. I want to talk a little bit about that. My problem with going to the movies what movie I saw and how that connects to future plans for the podcast. So if you haven't listened to our last episode, that was with Jack Inter, who made his film reveal about the music scene in Richmond, Virginia. If you haven't checked that out, please do. It's a really great episode. It was a great film. I really, really, really enjoyed my discussion with him. But because we did that, we didn't really talk a lot about the box office. So I just want to catch up on that a bit. The last six weeks, a superhero film with the name Black has been top of the box office. First, it was Black Adam, and then it was Black Panther. So Black Adam finished with $67 million its first weekend, then it got $27 million its second weekend, then it got $18 million its third weekend. Around this time as well, Ticket to Paradise, which was starring Julia Roberts and George Clooney, also did very well. Sort of a return to form for the romantic economy genre, a return to form for movie stars and film stars being cachet in order to cash in on a film. And then Wakanda Forever came, $181 million opening weekend, a second weekend of $66 million, 
And then a third weekend over Thanksgiving of $45 million. So that's the second biggest opening of the year. It's probably going to finish the third biggest movie of the year. It's a smash hit for Marvel. I didn't go see it. We didn't do an episode on it because I didn't even know anyone who saw it. And the only people who I didn't know who saw it really didn't have anything up. They were like, oh, it's fine. It was okay. It was So I'm not going to have a show. I don't know if I'm going to do those anymore because I didn't really know if they were all that good when Luke came on to talk about Doctor Strange and when Matt came on to talk about Thor. I don't really know if I liked it because I haven't seen the movies. I'm not going to see them until I'm interviewing someone about a movie that I haven't seen. I don't know if that's really all that interesting. I don't know. Maybe someone could say if they want me to talk about it, I can. But I don't think I'm going to do those anymore. But we're still going to cover movies when they come out like Avatar. One thing I will say that's interesting about the box office is also released over the weekend was Strange World, which is a Walt Disney animated film that made $11 million over the three-day weekend. That is one of the lowest finishes ever for a Disney animated film. It's actually the second lowest finish ever. And so that was a a complete bust, a complete bomb for Disney. There's really no other way to describe it. I've read a lot of different articles from a lot of different people explaining how bad of a bomb that was. I'm not going to go into it too much here. If you're interested, I really encourage you to read about it because... The movie's going to lose $100 million minimum, and it's going. it really is going to be one of the biggest flops Disney has ever released as a part of their animated studio. It got decent reviews. People are kind of blaming that maybe it was because one of the characters was gay. I, I don't know. I don't think that's why it bombed. But if that was why it bombed, that's fucked. And that's why. That would be a whole other discussion to have. But I don't think that's why it bombed. And then the rest of the year, we really only have Avatar, which is what we're waiting for. Puss in Boots, which is part of the Shrek franchise, is coming out. Winnie Houston biopics coming out, but I have no interest in seeing that because the screenwriter Anthony McCartan also wrote Bohemian Rhapsody and Darkest Hour and The Two Popes, which if you know me, you know that I don't like any of those films. I think Bohemian Rhapsody's a disgrace. I think Darkest Hour sucked after The Two Popes was mid- so I don't really want to have to watch that guy make another bad biopic. So I have no interest in that. And then we also have Babylon, which is directed by Damien Chazelle, which now transitioning to the second point I wanted to talk about was there's a lot of films coming out this year that are very much vanity projects. Either they're long or they're based off of a director's childhood. So Babylon is one of them directed by Damien Chazelle, Bardo which you might have heard about, is getting mixed reviews. Directed by Alejandro Inanachu. It's like three hours long. Empire of Light, directed by Sam Mendes, who you know from 1917. It's also sort of a vanity project about film. Armageddon Time is a joint written and directed by James Gray. That's also a soft biopic of his life. Elvis was a soft vanity project of Baz Luhrmann. But the one that I saw this weekend was The Fablemans, that's by Steven Spielberg, which is also a vanity project. So it's all these guys making vanity projects about their lives or their childhoods or their worldviews or their, like, van whatever they love. And so I watched The Fablemans in theaters, directed by Steven Spielberg, which is almost assuredly going to win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress. Everything I'm reading is telling me that this film's going to win. And a quick note about 
the best picture race. Any if you if you say Damien Chazelle and you say Alejandro Inarritua, usually you see, you hear those two names, you think they're getting nominated, but because Damien Chazelle, La La Land, Alejandro Inarritua, Revenant, and Birdman. So whenever you hear those names, you're like, oh yeah, Sam Mendes, yeah, these films are, these films are gonna get nominated for best picture, not this year. It's so deep the race that those films probably aren't gonna nominate. For example, Knives Out, which is going to go on Netflix, which is kind of a theatrical release. That might not even get nominated. Black Panther may not get nominated. Avatar may not get nominated. And these are films that you usually would expect getting nominated. The race is going to be is really deep. There's like 15 fitted. I don't think all of them are all that good. I haven't, I've seen some of them. I haven't seen all of them. But I'm just saying, the more I see, I'll say. I'll, say, I'll tell you if it's gas or trash. You know me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it or lie. But it really does show you that this year is a little bit deeper. And I think part of that is because it's the cycle. A lot of these directors are on like their three-year cycle together. And I also think it's because of COVID because these films couldn't film. A lot of these films were backed up. We're out of now the films that were paused. The last two years of releases, these films getting released were paused because they were filming and then they had to stop or they couldn't film, or whatever it might have been. Well, now, these films had to wait because studios didn't have the people, production companies didn't have the people, the spaces weren't available. So now these are the films that are getting released after that backup, which is why I think we're having so many films that are actually made by really well-known directors that are getting a lot of press, that are getting a lot of exposure that we wouldn't normally be having. Talking about the failments, so I want to make two points about the failments. The first thing is me watching in the theater. So I was sitting next to my friend, love John. John Pantuzzi is a friend of the show. Was on for the Matrix. So listen to that episode if you haven't. Our most philosophical, psychological episode we've ever had. And so me and him were laughing because halfway through the movie, there's a really weird subplot with this film about this girl who loves Jesus. And this man goes, I kid you not, in the middle of the theater, she's got a Jesus kink. And I'm laughing for like three minutes about this. Now, I love my friend, and other people did laugh. But if I wasn't with my friend and that guy said that, I'd probably be a little upset. And my problem with the theater is that there's too many distractions. Like, the people behind us were eating popcorn, which I don't want to be a dick about that. But it's just so annoying here. I don't want to hear that the whole movie. And then the security guard or someone who works for the theater came in with, like, a walkie-talkie. And for about five minutes... This guy was talking, he was walking around. It wasn't super distracting because he wasn't like yelling or anything, but you could hear like, oh, you know, report what's going on on his walkie-talkie. And I'm like, dude, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm here, I'm out in the theater, I'm supporting the cinema business. I want to watch cinema right now. I don't want to listen to you talking with your, with your boyfriend about who's in the theater and then supposedly someone in our theater was getting in trouble. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know if there was a weapon in the theater. I was kind of worried for a second. I'm like, there's something going on. Like, is someone not, you know, who knows what, doing what? Because it was a, it was a Friday night. It was kind of late too. And it was in a city area, so you never know who's in, you know, who's walking around doing what. So I was a little bit worried about that. And it ended up not really being a big deal. But I was still. Annoyed by that. And it wasn't as bad as when I went to the whole Marvel thing. I'll never go to a Marvel. Bro, you can't. You got kids. They think they think it's a wrestling show. Last week, I was at AEW Full Gear. 
to watch MJF win the world title. Yeah. When you go to a wrestling show, when you go to a sporting event, I want to see you get pumped yelling, screaming. Dog, you're at a movie theater. Shut up, sit down, look cute, look pretty, smile, and drink your water. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear you talk. I don't want to hear any of that. And you think at the Fablemans, people going to see the Fablemans would shut the hell up. They're still talking a little bit. So, my movie theater thing is just, when you really see a great film, a theater screen, you can't replicate it. But my second point about the Fablemans was, you know, everyone's talking about how this, how great this film is. And I don't want to give like an in-depth review or about it or anything, because I don't want people want to see it, and they're going to want to see it, because it's just it just got released, but it's going to get more expansion in the coming weeks. It's sort of like a soft opening. It was not a bad film. It was I would give it three stars. But I don't understand. You know, I mean, I'm the kind of person who's... I've seen enough films to know, right? At this point, I've seen a lot of films. I haven't seen nearly enough as I should have. I'm getting there, though. I still got plenty of time. But, you know, the more films you see... Like, look, I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not demeaning anybody, but... I'm watching a film very frequently. And the more films you watch, you get to see the different strategies employed, the different techniques, storytelling, whatever it might be. And I'm sitting here wondering, why is this film so special? Technically, phenomenal. Lighting is amazing in this film. The direction is amazing in this film. The acting is also very strong. I got even that. And the sets are also really good too. I don't know who I don't know who picked locations for this film, but they were very good. Let me just tell you that. I don't know who was picking what, but whoever was picking locations, shout out to the location director or the assistant director that was in charge of locations or whoever. Phenomenal. But outside of that, the main character is a tool. I mean, this guy's a beta male to the extreme. And for a two and a half hour film, I thought that the three main central characters were underwritten. They didn't they were they were not to me had enough characterization to justify their decisions. And there was this whole subplot with this Jesus chick. And don't blame me for referring to her in that way. You blame the film. There was this whole side plot with this Chad Bro guy, this jock. Just not really focused on the main story at hand, which was about a family. The third act was focused predominantly on his high school, and it was really unfocused to the point where I was wondering why he even put it in the film. And I think it goes back to Vanity Project. And whenever you're making a Vanity Project, what makes most sense for the story is somewhat outweighed by what makes the most sense for you. Still recommend it. You should go see it. It's probably going to win Best Picture, and you should see every Best Picture winner. It's important. It's also probably Steven Spielberg's second to last film. I don't know how many more films he's going to make. I can't imagine it's going to be more than one or two. So get ready. It's going to be that time soon. I hope he gets one more in him because he hasn't really made a classic as of late. Because everyone knows my opinion of West Side Story. God. And I thought I was a bad writer. But that I mean, that's really what I have today. Sort of a light episode. I didn't really know what to talk about because of these interviews not really panning out and me not doing the Thanksgiving top five show. <clears throat> One thing I will say about the Thanksgiving is there's actually a lot of there's actually a lot of really good Thanksgiving movies though that I've been watching and over the last couple of years. And I'll tell you is um everyone talks about the Christmas movies. And thanks I will honestly if you pick a you pick your starting five for the 
the Christmas films, and I'll pick my starting five for the Thanksgiving films. I think you can make an argument that the Thanksgiving films may be better than the Christmas films, and that's no cap. I honestly think you can make a you can make a serious argument. But I'm also considering doing a top five Christmas movie show as well. That might be a good idea. We're gonna consider it. It's under advisement. So we're gonna we're gonna figure that out. And I'll get back to everybody. We're gonna do that again. Going forward, Avatar's getting a show, and we're gonna have another show, whether that be an interview, whether that be a Christmas show, whether that be who knows what. And then in January, we're gonna have Bruce Nash on. We're probably gonna do a three three year anniversary show. We're probably gonna do another interview that I wasn't able to do because there's a couple that I want to do that I haven't been able to get settled. And we'll figure it out. But again, guys, thank you for listening to Rumors Money Movies. You can follow us on Twitter at rm underscore nine zero one. You can follow us at Letterbox. I've been doing a lot of work for that. J B N Y R I C. Go watch the World Cup. Go watch some Christmas movies. Go kiss your family. Do what you got to do over this holiday time. I'm going to be working on my finals and watching the World Cup for two weeks. And then when I graduate, I could say adios, amigo. See you later, crocodile. Don't talk to me. Don't look back. Don't hit the door on the way out. But um, so you don't even understand. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So as always, I'm James Best on your host of Rumors, Money, and Movies. Thanks a lot for listening and supporting the show, guys. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.